Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast. My name is Jack Murley. I'm a professional broadcaster. Alongside me each and every week, co-host Charlie Beckett, a professional rugby player. We are both wrestling fans. And while normally each week we cast our eyes over what's happening in the world of wrestling, this week we're both on our holidays. But we wanted to give you an episode. So we thought we'd spend some time today discussing the gimmick changes that alter the trajectory of a performer's career entirely. And Charlie, the history of professional wrestling is littered with one moment or one character tweak that changed things forever. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? Because the same performer, the same person, the same athlete can be an absolute laughingstock, a joke no one can take them seriously because they're just not presented in the right way. But you give them that gimmick that means they're presenting the right way and you just take them so seriously. They're, they're the best thing. And you think about, there's so many examples, I'm going to go through them today, but sometimes worse wrestlers are more popular because of their gimmick. It's I generally think the gimmick is it's your foot in the door. It doesn't matter how good a wrestler you are. If your gimmick's not good, no one's going to want to watch it. But if you've got a good gimmick, even if you're not the best wrestler, people want to see what you're doing. So it's so important. It's it, so important. It is. And by the same token, as we may talk about a little bit later, the wrong gimmick change at the wrong time can kill your career stone dead. But the best thing about wrestling is so many people who've been written off come back time and time again because they alter their gimmicks. So we're going to go through a few of our favourites uh, today. Charlie, do you want to kick us off with a suggestion? I'll be intrigued because we haven't spoken about this before, whether we've ended up with the same ones. I'll kick you off with one. There's there's a load of obvious ones that I'm sure are going to come up. So I'm going to try and start with a slightly less obvious one. I'm going to talk about Deacon Batista becoming the animal. Yes. Because... Batista's debut was out with uh, was with Devon Dudley when he was Reverend Devon, and Batista came out as Deacon Batista, and all he looked like was a bit of muscle that was just going to be some window dressing and nothing more. And then he went away, and the next time we saw him, he was in Evolution, and he was named the Animal. And Ric Flair and Triple H were just talking about how how great this absolute beast, this animal is, and that storyline from when Evolution started to the win of the Royal Rumble, to the infamous thumbs down, to WrestleMania 21 and the birth of the animal on the absolute grandest stage of them all in the main event as world heavyweight champion. That was, it was brilliant because otherwise he could very easily have just been another big goon who was some muscle for someone. Very, just another one we, we'd never even speak about again. But that slight tweak, that slight change, putting him with the right people in the right stable and he's, he's the Hall of Famer. I think what's really interesting is, firstly, you have to look at that original gimmick. Now, the best gimmicks, we always say, are sort of based in reality, although there will be examples that challenge that that we get onto later. Who has ever seen a member of the clergy who looks like Batista? Who's ever gone to their local church or, or chapel or wherever it may be and seen a reverend in cut-off sleeves, bulging biceps, and for some reason, still the dog collar? Yeah, I'll never understand the dog collar. Never, never, ever why someone thought backstage, yeah, put him in a dog collar. But what we could have got had WWE done things differently is a dog collar match, but just not the traditional dog collar match that we're used to seeing in wrestling circles. We could have got Batista on one hand, we could have got Reverend Devon on the other, and we could have had a dog collar match that the Church of England would approve of. That would really have been something, really something. Also... Church of England with violence. It's just, it's all weird, isn't it? The whole thing's weird. It, it, but, but 
something about him clicked. And was it, was it, you know, obviously the Deacon thing didn't, but in evolution, was it that he was allowed time to develop those slow things? Because in a way, the gimmick he had in evolution was just being himself, but he needed some time to get the stink of the Deacon character off him. Yeah, I think it was very much the the rubber being with Flair and Triple H. I, I, I genuinely think I've said this before. I think Evolution is the greatest stable in wrestling history. I wow. genuinely believe that. And it's a big statement and probably a conversation we can have on another episode one day. But for what it did for everyone involved, everyone, I think it's I do think it's the greatest ever. Do you think, yeah, wow, that's a really hard one to sort of fault and argue with. I, I think what was great about the way Batista developed into that gimmick was was how slowly it went. And and we talk a lot, particularly in the context of AEW, of, of long-term storytelling. And sometimes people confuse long-term storytelling with just a story that's gone on a long time. They told that story so well. I mean, I can still see the beats of it now. I can still see that elimination chamber where Batista could have stood up to save Triple H, and then there was that hesitate, and the crowd were... It was brilliantly done. Yeah, it, the whole thing was just excellent. Really, really brilliant. And yeah, even their music, their uh, Motorhead, the Evolution theme tune is brilliant. Everything about them. So that, that for me, is one that nobody doesn't get spoken about enough because, because Batista as the animal was so great that sometimes Deacon Batista gets forgotten, which is a sign of a great gimmick change. But... Never forget, it could have been very, very different for Big Dave. It could have been. He could have still been taking mass on a Sunday, mm. beating up parishioners. Now, look, here, here's one that's a bit different because Batista was stuck with a rubbish gimmick, really rubbish gimmick, and bust his way out of it to make it work. My first choice for the best gimmick changes of all time is someone who had a really fun gimmick and then changed to something that took him to another level entirely. If he just stayed with what he was doing, he probably would have become a Hall of Famer in his own right. And that is Bradshaw to JBL. We go yeah. from the beer-swilling acolyte who beats people up after getting a bit of moolah through the doors with that brilliant fake door protection agency, come and give us some money, we've got your back, to in the snap of a fingers to something completely different that no one knew he had in him. And he, from that gimmick change, carried SmackDown for the best part of two years. Yeah, SmackDown needed someone, didn't they? And I don't think anyone thought it was going to be Bradshaw, but it was incredible the way he changed. And God, I hated JBL. I, so, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. So normally, I'm, normally I mute the mic when I cough, but that got me that got me far, far too quickly. I've just <laughs> coughed into the mic. You can see which one of us is the pro broadcaster. Um, Bradshaw was a little bit before my time as a fan. So I didn't grow up watching. I grew up watching JBL 2004, 2005. I was nine, 10 years old. So I've gone back and watched Bradshaw and the APA and all that stuff, which is brilliant. And he's great fun. And I really was, I would have been a huge fan of that. All I remember is billionaire tycoon JBL turning up in his, in his limo and always cheating to win. And when he cheated to beat Undertaker, who was my favorite, I hate, oh, I hated JBL. Um, but he absolutely, you're right, did carry SmackDown and, was the perfect foil for a young John Cena. And would John Cena have had the rise he had if he hadn't had JBL to conquer? I genuinely don't know. That was such a tough time for SmackDown because, because and look, there's something interesting to be done on the history of the, of the brand split, but there was a definite point where SmackDown was the show. I mean, you had Angle, you had Lesnar, you had Big Show, you had the Cruiserweights, and Raw 
didn't really match it. And then they rejig the rosters and suddenly SmackDown becomes a show that is stripped of a lot of what makes it special. And you've got Eddie Guerrero as champion and they're trying to tee up someone to face him. And because I knew Bradshaw as the guy he was, you would never have known that he had this in him. And to and I hated what because he was taking the title from someone I loved in Eddie and he was showing no qualms about it. And that character was absolutely brilliant. And I guess what makes it brilliant is, yes, it was great against someone like Eddie and Undertaker, but then he goes to the desk and retires and keeps it and then comes back and has another really good run as JBL. He didn't feel the need to go back to Acolyte Bradshaw. He stayed as JBL and he was phenomenal. Mm, he, was, he was a brilliant, brilliant heel and one who didn't care about being hated, did he? It, it was one of those where he lived, lived the gimmicks. Yeah, he was, he was excellent. I think we can all hear, I mean, here's an argument. Is that the greatest entrance music in all of professional wrestling? When that, when that bell sounds and you get that patriotic swell. Yeah, it's up there. And also, why would you drive in a limo? That's so inconvenient. <laughs> there was that so f- inconvenient. But there was that phase, wasn't there, where Eddie was in the low rider, where Austin was on the, um, whatever you call it, the old, the old quad, and then you had JBL in the limo. Here's what I thought was, here's where I think you know a gimmick change has worked. When people will look at the gimmick change and they will build other people around you because JBL's cabinet... Orlando yes. Jordan as chief of staff, the Bashams as secretaries of defense. And then, am I imagining it? Was Gillian Hall there with a mole on her face that was eaten she off? She was. It was so weird. That I she, had forgotten that. That she had that big growth on her face and that the boogeyman it, ate it off. Ate it. Yes, I was about to say the boogeyman ate it. Oh, God. that. You know what? When I woke up this morning, I did not think I'd be talking about that. I, I just think this is where, and, and you're a little younger than me, but I was still living at home at this sort of time. And, you know, your folks would occasionally walk in. What are you watching on television? And I think they'd have much rather I was watching hardcore pornography in the lounge than watching professional wrestling where someone dressed as the boogeyman is eating a fake mole off the face of someone else. I mean, there's disappointment and there's disappointment. There really is. There really is. Let's do another, because you mentioned him. I think you have to throw John Cena's gimmick change in there. Mm-hmm. The the Halloween party in the early days of SmackDown, where John Cena raps, has there ever been a backstage segment that has led to more for one individual? The, the Doctor of Thugonomics was my favourite when I was about 10 or 11. It was brilliant. It wasn't really a big change. It didn't come out, did he, and was so... Not corporate Cena, but face the company Cena. It happened very gradually over a number of years. I thought it was, it wasn't a definite change, but within three or four years of that WrestleMania 21 win, he was very much um, the face of the company Cena. Rise above hate, hustle, loyalty, respect, holding his towel with his cap and selling the bright coloured shirts. It was, it was interesting. There's the argument, isn't it? Of was it? Yes, it was good for the company because God, it made a load of money. But actually, what was the more popular Cena gimmick? Because that's when we got into the most divisive era of John Cena, of let's go Cena, Cena sucks. And it, it, it's, it will always be a fascinating time in wrestling history. It will. And also you look at, we were talking about Batista a few minutes ago, and they actually said, let's switch them around. Let's move them. Actually, we've got these two guys but seen as the one we want on Raw, which was the flagship then, and, and to some degree will always be the flagship. They had Batista there, and they thought, actually, you're best off on SmackDown. That is the way to go. I mean, I just think that, that, that 
You talk about maximising your minutes. You have it as a player. If you're a sub and you come on, what can you do to catch someone's eye? Had John Cena not been rapping backstage in front of the right person at the right time who put him in that segment, John Cena wouldn't exist. He would be just another muscular bodybuilder who loved the business, who didn't get their opportunity. That gimmick change changed everything for him. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it really got him over of... Because he was the prototype before that, wasn't he, in um, OVW? Yeah. And then it just gave him something. It gave him something, and that, that's it. You need some some reason for people to be interested in you. Some reason. Um, the, the next one I'm going to do is a current one, actually. Oh, I've go got on. a current one for you. Who is the best thing in wrestling right now in WWE? Roman Reigns. Would he be if he'd stayed? If he'd come back post-pandemic, if he'd come back as the big dog, we wouldn't be having this run. We wouldn't be having this. The change from the big dog, face of the company, to the tribal chief, I genuinely believe will go down on the all-time great gimmick changes. And as you said earlier, all they did was let him be himself, really. 80% of the tribal chief is Roman Reigns, I think. This is fascinating. Yeah. Now, here's my question, and this is where you will have a line and I will have a line. Is that a gimmick change... Or is that a gimmick evolution? What's the difference? Because when we... You, oh, okay, I'll give you an example. You poke, if your Pokemon evolves, it's changed to a new Pokemon. Some would say, Charlie, why don't you go for Darwinism's theory of evolution there? No, 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 I'm going to go with Pokemon. Char, Charmander is different to Charmeleon, who's different to Charizard. Okay, yeah, all right, I, I see that, but... Um, Isaac Yankum is completely different to Kane, and Kane yes. is not a growth of Isaac Yankum, whereas Roman Reigns... Hey, you don't know what happened to that dentist. There could have been some tough times. The dentist perhaps could have burnt down. He could have come out as Kane. So maybe he is the same person. Okay, okay. I mean, there's still time. I mean, Lord knows what's going on with Kane at the moment on his yes. social media, but that's for yeah, another yeah, yeah. day. Okay, let, let's grant it to you. So Roman Reigns, had he stayed as a big dog, it wouldn't... I mean, we wouldn't be excited about WWE in the same way. And what, what was very clever was they straight away showed you it was different because Heyman was with him. Yes. Heyman being with him, that was, oh, okay. Because Heyman, Heyman either goes with big heels or brings guys up. So suddenly he was with Roman Reigns. He's like, this is, this is strange. And that was, that was the big change because he came out as a heel straight away. Because he, he, let's not forget, to get the Universal title, it was through shenanigans. He inserted himself into the match with um, Strowman and uh, Wyatt yeah. at the last minute. It was through shenanigans that this all started. So, and then we saw the evolution of him being head of the table, bringing the Usos with him, the tribal chief, having having almost his staff um, with the, the Usos, with Heyman, now with his hanger on Sami Zayn, as we discussed a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, slash 20 minutes ago in real life. Um, it's. I think it will go down on the all-time greats because I think... Otherwise, if this hadn't happened, I think what we would have always spoken about with Roman Reigns was brilliant in the shield, got pushed to the moon in singles run, and it never really worked. We never, it never really clicked. Now, I no one talks about the five years we hated Roman Reigns. When Roman Reigns came out at 30 in the Royal Rumble in 2018, 19, wherever it was, 2018, that year, I was watching it live and I almost went to bed. I was so angry, so angry. And now he's my favourite thing. And it's not because he's become a better wrestler. It's because the way he is portrayed, the way he's shown is a character I can get behind and I want to see now. But maybe he has become a better wrestler because the gimmick fits his moveset. 
because he would be slower, more methodical, more um, taking his time, more making his opponent feel the pain he's inflicting on them. And I think there is an argument that sometimes the gimmick fits fits the body and the body of work they do in the ring. So here's a question. If a great gimmick change is also one that changes the trajectory of an industry, then how is number one with a bullet not that moment at Bash of the Beach to, uh, 1996 when Hulk Hogan walks down in the red and yellow and then turns heel and forms the New World Order. Now, some will say, is that a gimmick change? Is it a heel turn? For me, it's both, because his gimmick was, he's the good guy, and then his gimmick is, he's the bad guy. You don't get a more definitive gimmick change than that. Yeah, and I said earlier that Evolution's the greatest stable in wrestling history. There will be some people... I'm sat in an NWO (laughs) t-shirt. I'm sat in an NWO t-shirt as I do this. Ah, It's era-defining, isn't it? It's industry and era-defining, and it was set off by... Have all the issues you want with Hogan the man. Have all the issues you want with Hogan the actual wrestler and how good he is in the ring. Has there been a better character in wrestling ever than Hulk Hogan? Probably not. He's probably the biggest star the industry's ever seen as a character. And when he went bad, everyone was watching WCW because that was unthinkable. That's like Superman going bad. That that does not happen. Um, That was, yeah era defining and he, and his gimmick was i'm the good guy i'm say your prayers take your vitamins now that i'm spray painting you and whipping you with a belt and flipping the fans off i mean yes it's a heel turn but when your gimmick is you are good and you become bad and and look we can get a little bit into this conversation now i think lots of people say is he the most significant is he the greatest in terms of influence for me there is no argument and you you just look at the fact that who was at the helm of the rock and wrestling WrestleMania 1980s era, it's Hulk Hogan. And then who's the guy on the hottest TV show in the 90s that, that gets it? it it's, it's Hulk Hogan. It, I mean, he is both. You, you, don't get, you don't get the 90s without the 80s, and you don't get the Attitude Era without Hogan, and you, you don't get either one without this guy. He is it. Yeah, I, I don't disagree at all, but I'm going to throw two in of, you say about... Um, defining eras, and we would never have got them without Hulk and that 90s term. We wouldn't have got the NWO. You would not have got the Attitude Era, I do not believe, without the Ringmaster becoming Stone Cold Steve Austin and Rocky Maivia becoming The Rock. They, they are two of the most significant. And again, they're forgotten about because no one talks about the Ringmaster and no one talks about Rocky Maivia because they're so clearly Stone Cold and The Rock. But imagine if neither of that had happened. Imagine if we hadn't got one or either of them. It, we, we wouldn't be talking about the same business today. Well, we wouldn't just not be talking about the same business. with When it comes to Rocky Maivia, we would not be talking about the same cultural landscape. I mean, if you're talking about significance, no one is saying to that guy with the tassels in the blue trunks who's coming out smiling with the curly hairs, oh, do you want to be the franchise player of some of the biggest movies ever? He, he goes bye-bye. He is coaching football in a collegiate league somewhere in Canada. That's what yeah. he's doing. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue, and it's odd because we're talking about The Rock rather than Stone Cold, but but The Rock's gimmick change propelled him to levels he could never have dreamed of. Yeah, because you, you go back and watch Survivor Series 96, where he makes his debut. He gets booed out the building. Yeah. They do not, and people are chanting, die, Rocky, die, which is just so extreme. Then within a few years, he's the hottest thing. He's the coolest thing. He's The Rock. He is the great, he's the most electrifying thing of all of sports entertainment. And you know what they did again, Jack? They let him be himself. 
Yes. Yes, they did. Speaking of letting people be themselves, and since we're in the Attitude Era, we have to say one of the great gimmick changes is... Welcome to Monday Night Raw, Vince McMahon, he's just the announcer, no one knows anything, to Vince McMahon, the evil genius. Because none of us know the real Vince McMahon, really. We read things, we see it reflected through a lens, but we believe that Mr. McMahon is the guy because of how effective he has been of selling that TV version of himself as as reality. I mean, that that has got to be up there for the best gimmick change. Yeah, to go from, oh, I'm just the man on commentary to, oh, by the way, I'm the owner of this company and I'm evil, is is huge, isn't it? What what a wild change. And it all came out of the screw job, didn't it? He couldn't, after the screw job, he couldn't not address the fact that why is, why is the announcer making a decision? So it's incredible. And the way he clicked into that that character, if it is a character, it could just be him. The way he, he clicked into that is is phenomenal. And you see now, 25 years later, people still go wild for Vince McMahon on telly. You still, it, the same pop every time. So it, it's one of the most enduring characters ever. Now, here's a question unrelated to gimmicks, just because you mention it. Do you think at Clash at the Castle, Vince makes an appearance? Yes. Oh, God, I hope he does. I hadn't even thought about it, but yes, and I'll go berserk. Just when you mention his music hitting, does he not want to hear 85,000 European fans in Cardiff sing his music? I mean, that... No chance! Da, 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 da. No chance in hell! I think the thing about a gimmick change is you have to look and say, if you plug anyone else into that role, do you get the same results? Because you could, you know... You could probably, with respect to JBL, have have bought someone else up and plugged them into that role and SmackDown would have been okay. And maybe without John Cena, you could have had Batista carry the load on both shows. Is there anyone that could have done the Vince McMahon role in the Attitude Era and made as many people other than him? Could could you have put a Jack Tunney in there, a Jim Cornette? I am not convinced. No, it's a one and only, isn't it? He is unique to him. He's the only man on earth who could pull that off and... He does so phenomenally. So we've talked a lot about gimmicks on this special episode and we're back to normal service next week when we'll be covering what's going on uh, in the world of wrestling. If you're just joining us, this is a recorded episode, so we're not going to be talking about Hell in the Cell, whatever's happened there, we are unaware of at the time of recording. Um, You haven't mentioned your man. I'm the, about to. Right. I was going to finish on. Go on. The greatest gimmick in all of wrestling. The greatest is The Undertaker. It, it just is. And he was not The Undertaker. He was Texas Red, and he became Mean Mark Callis in WCW. And he was, and I'm sure everyone will have watched the documentaries, will have seen uh, The Last Ride and heard him talk about it. He was sat down by WCW officials and just told, Mark, no one will ever pay to watch you wrestle. And that wasn't because he couldn't wrestle. He's incredibly athletic. Everyone knows that. He didn't have a character that people were interested in. And he got... He got interested in WWE and, and Vincent Man was like, oh, I'll find a gimmick for you. And then he tells a story it's brilliant of he just answered the phone one day and Vince McMahon said, Am I speaking to the Undertaker? And he just went, Yep. And that was it. And you know what? They probably thought it had a year or two shelf life in it, but you had to get yourself on TV somehow. 30 years. 30 years. And he only changed out of the supernatural Undertaker once become the American badass, which I'm not a huge fan of, as I've said on the podcast before, but actually if he hadn't, I don't think we would have got the second run of the dead man because I think it had run its course. It was what it needed. It needed some sort of breaks, then come back to the dead man. So it was brilliant in that sense. And again, 
the American badass. Let him be himself. We, that was basically what, what we realize now is that was just Mark Calloway, the man. He's, he's a redneck from Texas who likes to ride his motorbike. So let him be that. Loves America. God, he loves the stars and stripes. Um, he's like Tom Petty in Mascara. That's what he is. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue, that, that description. Um, yeah, it, it's the greatest gimmick ever. And it very easily couldn't have happened. And you talk about the gimmick making the man a lot. And we just said with Vince, could anyone else have done been Miss McMahon? I don't think anyone else could have been The Undertaker because it takes over your life, that gimmick, especially in the days before social media and before kayfabe was shattered. He was, you'd seen him talk about the last ride, his whole wardrobe was black. He had to go out always wearing black. He had to be miserable. He had to not speak to people because that's who he was. Um, so yeah, that that is for endurance and lasting, the greatest gimmick change. And it gets forgotten about because there was never a change in WWE. He debuted as The Undertaker and he stayed as The Undertaker. But he wasn't The Undertaker before that. And he was he was on the ropes. He was not going to be a wrestler anymore. No one was going to pay to see him wrestle. Yeah, I think that um you have to go with The Undertaker. I think I want to give honourable mention to Mick Foley, who had kept three gimmicks going at the same time, which isn't incredible. a change, but is incredible. My final question on this, before we look to wrap it up, can you do gimmicks like The Undertaker now? Can no. you in 2022? No. Is it, Was that a golden era, but now we're in a different part of wrestling? Yeah, I, I think we saw that with Bray Wyatt and how he changed the theme, which, by the way, is an incredible gimmick. Him, Husky Harris to Bray Wyatt's The Fiend is an incredible gimmick change. If you'd done that in the 90s, I think it would have been the most over thing you've ever seen. And it was over, but in a different way. You, it, they have a shelf life now because social media and the, the destruction of kayfabe means no one no one thinks there's actually a zombie undertaker wrestling, do they? Everyone knows the man behind it. Everyone knows everything about them. And they come on podcasts like this and they talk about it. So I don't think you get gimmicks like that anymore. Um, they just have, and if you do, they have a short shelf life. And I think that's hurting Alistair Black a little bit because, um, yeah, it just, it isn't, it just isn't the same, is it? It's just a different era. And it's it's a one that didn't. It's why the fiend didn't work for me because I I know that there's. I grew up with the Undertaker. I grew up with Vince McMahon. I knew when Mister McMahon walked out, I was going to be scared because he is he is living that. I knew Bray Wyatt was Husky Harris and I knew he was under a latex mask. So I think uh, that is probably a good place to leave it. Look, it's been a different episode today. We have been touching on uh, the best gimmick changes there have been. When we return to normal service next week, obviously uh, we'll be talking about everything going on in the world of professional wrestling from the premium live and pay-per-view events to Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, all the news and backstage conversation. But this has been a special gimmick change episode. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, Tell your mates who love wrestling about what we do here and get in touch as well. He is Charlie underscore Beckett. That gimmick will not change. I am Jack underscore Murley. Who knows what I'll end up doing? Maybe I'll wrestle under a mask, but that's all for another day. On behalf of us both, thank you for listening and bye-bye. <laughs>